This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What up, what up, Caps fans? Halfway, well, I guess a little more than halfway through May. Hope everybody's staying safe out there, not losing their mind. Let's talk some Capitals. So, Caps fans, as you know, we've got merchandise, and Polly is wearing it. He's wearing his Polly Cupcake shirt. Ooh, looking check, good. Yeah. Looking check that good. Out. If, if you're interested in Polly Cupcakes gear, it goes really well with the light blue. That's what I have. It also goes well with the navy. It looks good on pretty much every color, but I suggest the light blue. Yeah, and uh, you know what, Polly, you have been selling way more than me. I think only one hockey troll thing has been sold. Well, what can I say? There's a reason I'm the talent. <laughs> Anyways, Caps fans, please <laughs> go buy our shit. Um, the 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 URL is capschirp.whatforapparel.com. You can get all our stuff. We got tons of options. I think there's like 39 individual items. I mean, we I went I went hard on this shit. So uh, definitely check it out. That money, a lot of it goes to us. Uh, it's gonna help up production, do some more stuff with the podcast. You know, and you know we're we're not millionaires here, but we're trying to be. Yeah, you know, we we put a lot of we put a lot of work in this. You know, Troll does a lot of the editing and stuff, and. I've been doing some research and stuff, and it's just kind of nice to get a little bit of a reward out of it. So, you know, you guys buy stuff and makes us feel good because our, our stuff's out there. And then also we can put money towards the pod, like you said, and also money towards getting us drunk. Absolutely. So next week we'll shout out everybody who bought something. How about that? This sounds good to me. Awesome. Um, Capstones, we've got a great episode here for you today. We have... The infamous Chris Ramirez, who has done a lot of Jersey Swap stuff, he came on and, and blessed us with a sweet uh, sweet interview. Um, I'm coining him the most hated man in NHL fan art, so you heard it here first. Uh, Chris, if you want to use that, go ahead, bud. Um, so, uh, you know, we rib him pretty good. He was a good sport about everything, um, but he kind of just explains like what his inspiration was and how, how this all came along. Um, along with that, we have a little bit of um, just some <laughs> league news, some short league news that, that we've scrounged up. You know, I'm done talking about these crazy scenarios where the NHL comes back. We all know it's coming back and we all know that the, uh, that the, uh, the Stanley cup will be awarded, but just win. Right at this right. point, so so who who knows about that? But we do want to tell you about our CoolHockey.com contest that's on the Hockey Podcast Network. Purchase a jersey before June first using the link CoolHockey.com/thpn. Use code THPN at checkout to receive thirty percent off. Then tell us what you ordered by DMing or tweeting at. HockeyPodNet, uh, so that we can match up your your order with your jersey, and then 
you'll be entered into a contest to win a $175 coolhockey.com gift card. So go ahead, go to coolhockey.com slash THPN. That's important. Use code THPN to get 30% off at checkout. Hit us up at hockeypodnet. Let us know what you bought, and you'll be automatically entered into winning a $175 gift card. Thank us later. Yeah, I mean, basically, you have a chance to get a free jersey. You're gonna you're gonna save money, get a free jersey if you win. I mean, can't beat it. Yeah, and CoolHockey.com stuff is just all top notch, hand stitched, authentic, mm-hmm. fight strap, all that stuff. So you know, it, it's it's quality stuff, folks, and that's why it's expensive. And uh, you know now might not be a bad time to get yourself a Hopi jersey because we don't know if those uh, those will be available here in a couple months. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's a little bit of a prelude into our showcase player. But let's not spoil it now. Instead, let's crack some open. Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. Well, there is a bit of league news that we can talk about. The AHL has canceled the remainder of the season and playoffs right Polly yep it's it's all done they've so the ECHL they canceled uh, maybe a month and a half ago it, it didn't take them long to cancel everything right now the AHL has canceled I don't think this means that the NHL will I don't think people need to be making that connection because the a, the NHL has a bigger budget and they're on network TV so I can see why the lower leagues are canceling because they it probably at this point it behooves them to just quit trying to spend money, right. whereas the NHL can afford to and may even profit delaying and then picking back up. So AHL teams make most of their revenue off of ticket sales of the NHL team. Just like I mean, we've talked about it before that the NHL's main source of revenue is ticket sales. Well, the AHL's source of revenue is 100% at their gate, and then they get a cut of the NHL's ticket sales or the um the the big clubs' ticket sales, from what I understand. So, you know, the AHL doesn't profit a lot from big market, a uh, big big TV deals or radio deals or anything like that because you know they that's not a big thing for them. They don't get that play. But, right, it's all just local coverage. Right, and it's all their their gate sales. So in most of these states, in most of these arenas, they're not able to have fans. Um, and it looks like the NHL probably won't allow fans either. So in, it, it just makes sense at this point. And I think that's what the yeah. AHL was waiting for. So yeah. it sucks. But um, it And I think they crown – I think they're saying that there's a Western team that's just going to be the champion this year. After and they did it based on standings. Yeah, I mean, you might as well. Um, I know that it's it doesn't have the same feel to it, um, but I can tell you this: as a lifelong ho- lifelong hockey player, I would take a technicality Calder Cup. Yeah. I mean, well, so here's the thing: they're not going to award the Calder Cup. They're just going to call you league champion, right? From what I understand, and. It's only it, and this is the first time in eighty three years that the Calder Cup has not been awarded. Well, I so mean, it's crazy. They could always do whatever their president's trophy equivalent is. You know, skip the Calder Cup and just name the regular season champ, right? Like league champ, and I think yeah. that's what they're doing. Not not like playoff champion, but league champion. Right? Yeah, because if say the NHL didn't do the Stanley Cup, 
I feel like they would, you know, you could at least give out the president's trophy. Right. And that would make sense. Yeah. And uh, Eastern Conference and probably Western Conference. Right. Right. So, shitty. Sucks because I know a lot of AHL. I know a lot of hockey fans love their local AHL team. So, yeah. Minor league hockey is a very, not only is it important to NHL's development, but it's really big to those towns and, you know, the, the nearby towns of those teams. Uh, we have a minor league hockey team in our hometown and it may not always get the best turnout, but I can tell you when they, when they made a, a run for the cup, the whole town was behind them. And it, it's really something special to see a town come together like that. Um, obviously the pros do it all the time in the, the big leagues because, you know, it's exciting in the NHL, but the minor league just has a special feel to it. So it's, it's tough to see them lose their season. Yeah, a bit of a grassroots movement there, and and you know there you can't beat live hockey in any form. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and unfortunately, it looks like we won't be seeing a lot of live hockey anytime soon. But at the same time, hockey I think still will be played. So, yeah, that's really the only league news that we have um, right now. So, yeah. Let's get right in to the Washington wraparound. Polly's got a legend that he's going to cover. Let's do it. Take her away there, cupcakes. All right. So real quick before we get into our legend today, um, I just saw I saw on Twitter that the NHL on NBC account, they're doing an all-time rosters tournament. Uh, so in the first round, the Caps actually beat New Jersey, and oh, they did win. They did. Um, Goddamn so the, right. The, the roster for the Capitals is Ovechkin, Backstrom, Gartner, Carlson, Gonchar, and Holpe, and they beat New Jersey's Parise, Eliash, McLean, Stevens, Niedermeyer, Embrador. It's a lot of big names there. Um, their second round is against the Islanders. And that'll be within the next day or two. So if you're interested, just go to the NHL on NBC Twitter account and you'll be able to vote um, on all these different teams. Uh, today, I just voted for the Avalanche. Uh, I think they were playing this against the Stars. Um, but it's just it's really cool to see them compile these these all time teams. It's, it's just nice to see all these names together. It's pretty cool to see. And it's interesting for the Caps that there are. Out of the the six, four current Caps players. Yeah, but you know it's also really cool that there's two seven hundred goal scorers there. Right, studs. So, really good stuff there. Um, I think that we should have beat uh, in New Jersey, anyways. It is interesting though that <clears throat> they put Stevens on the New Jersey Devils when he also played for the Capitals. Yeah, but he made his name in New Jersey. Yeah, I mean that was his prime in his cup winning years. But think if think about if the if the Caps had kept Stevens, what that would have yeah. looked like. Pretty crazy. Well, and and speaking of you know guys changing teams, uh, the Oilers and the Kings faced off, and Gretzky was on both lineups. Uh, really? Yeah, which is weird because the Oilers didn't have Messier on on their lineup. I'm sure he'll be with New York, but um. Gretzky's probably going to be on every team that he played for. Right. Which is stupid, but I get it. 
<laughs> right, right. I but wait, but Messier, they played together in, in Edmonton? Edmonton and New York, I thought. Right. And I feel like I and you know, Messier is obviously a legend, but I feel like he gets kind of a short end of the stick when compared to in the shadow of Gretzky, but really if you look at them, there were a, they were a great one two punch. Yeah, not uh Gretzky just recently I saw another tweet. He was saying that Messier is the greatest player he ever played with. Oh. Um, and I'm pretty sure Gretzky only had the four in Edmonton, but then Messier got a fifth in New York without Gretzky. So Messier actually has more cups. So when people use that whole, who has more Stanley cups as the argument, I guess Messier is a better hockey player than Gretzky. And Brian Trottier is better than both of them with six. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Let's talk about our legend. Exactly, yeah, and and legend it is, and and it's funny that you put this this all you know, I guess all franchise lineup in because I feel like this guy might give Holpe a run for his money. Oh, I feel like he could have easily been in his spot, and uh, it, it's Olaf Kolzig, aka Oli the goalie, aka Godzilla. Godzilla, I love that. Uh, he was born in Johannesburg, South Africa to German parents, but then he was raised in Canada, but he never applied for his Canadian um, citizenship. So he played for Team Germany. He's one of the few African-born players to make the NHL. I couldn't make, I couldn't get confirmation that he was the first, so I didn't want to say that because I read a couple different articles and the timelines weren't necessarily clear, but he's one of the only African born players to ever play in the NHL. I think he is the first, but I don't, again, you're right. I don't know. I can't verify that. Yeah. And the, uh, there were a couple guys, I think there were two born in Nigeria. Someone was born in Tanzania. Obviously huh. these were all to Canadian parents. Well, except right. for Kolzig, whose parents were German. Right. Um, so he was drafted in the 1989 draft in the first round, 19th overall by the Capitals. He had played a year in the BCJHL and then three years in the WHL. Uh, he actually had a goalie goal in the WHL for the Tri-City Americans on November 22nd, 1989. He first played for the Caps in the 89-90 regular season, just two games. And then the next five years, he spent bouncing between various AHL and ECHL affiliates and hitting the caps up every now and then when he needed to be called up. Yeah. Kolzig was like 25 before he actually got steady time in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely put his time in, in the minors. Um, he, he bounced around there. It wasn't just a couple teams. I, I think it was multiple in each league. Right. Um, and then, uh, so still hitting 2000 or, Sorry, 2000. 1993-94 season, he won two AHL awards, the Jack A. Butterfield Trophy, which is the MVP of the Calder Cup playoffs, and the Harry Hap Holmes Memorial Award, which is the goaltender who's played at least 25 games on the team with the lowest goals against. So pretty solid season there, 93-94. His uh, 96-97 was, according to Hockey DB, 
he he played nine he played twenty nine games for the Caps. It looks like he didn't play any AHL games that year. But his yeah, he was first a backup fr- to Carey. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he did come up for Carey, and I think Carey got hurt in the ninety seven ninety eight season. That's when uh, that was his first full season. Yeah, the the research that I did on Kolzig, uh, because we were, t- I've I've hit him up on Twitter trying to get him on this pod. Carey uh, goes down in the first game of that season, ninety seven ninety eight, and Kolzig steps in, and you know, Carey is a guy that went in, played like three years in the NHL and won a Vesna, and then fizzled out. Uh, you know, had three good years and then kind of fizzled out. So pretty yeah, recently, stuff. I, recently I did one of those things where you have a certain amount of money to budget the all-time team. Um, and I picked Carey as my all-time capitals goalie mainly because I spent most of my money on uh, right. <laughs> Adam Oates and Ovechkin, but <laughs> um, yeah. So um, his first full season with the caps was 97, 98, which is when they went to the cup. But uh, unfortunately they did get swept. They had, you know, Legendary Adam Oates, who we did a couple weeks ago. He was on their team then. Yeah. Bondra. Yeah, Bondra. I mean, other than this core group, the, you know, the OG of Capitals Legends. Right. Um, so he set a few records that year. Well, he didn't set records, but he led the league in the playoffs in four different goalie categories, uh, shots against. He faced 740 in four series. He had 696 saves, a 941 save percentage, and he had four shutouts, which makes him just one of 21 goalies in NHL history to have four shutouts in one postseason. What, That's what's insane. the NHL been around for 150 years? Yeah. Um, is that right? What, the NHL? Didn't, yeah, didn't they just have yeah. like a big 100-something celebration? Yeah. They're, they, they've been around for like over 150 years, for sure. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Be one of 21, that's pretty impressive. Uh, considering 16 teams make the playoffs every year, so it's 32 goalies who could right. possibly have shutouts. Um, so his German experience uh, started off in 1998, the Winter Olympics in Nagano, Japan. He had a even one goals against average, and he went 2-0. and And he also played with the German team in the 04 World Cup, he went 0-3, 3.34 3, 3. GA, so that wasn't a very good tournament for them. And then he also was a starting goalie in the 06 Italy Olympics, which I believe Sweden won that year. Um, So three international tournaments for a country that he never even lived in. <laughs> but because his parents were German, um, he had that um, – he was close enough, according to the rules, that he was able to – Claim the yeah. national, and he never he never claimed Canadian citizenship. He always, and I guess if you're born in South Africa, you can have like a, a dual citizenship or claim your parents' nationality and for citizenship. So he's always been a German citizen, right? And depending on the job, you know, like um, if you're an American and you're born on like a military base in Germany, you're still an American citizen, right? Um, so there might be certain rules with you know the German citizenship, but so. That was his German experience. Um, too bad that he wasn't still playing for the most recent Olympics when they made their silver run. That would have been... Um, anyway, sorry. That was 
a side <laughs> note. Um, in the 1999-2000 season, he was the Vesna winner. And in that season, he made the All-Star game and became one of four goalies ever to play a scoreless period during an NHL All-Star game. Pretty and damn good. During, Yeah, I mean, you look at those games and guys that are legends get let up. You know, those, those games usually are like 13 to 11. Right. <laughs> yeah. Back when it was still five-on-five five All-Star games. So um, that's that's pretty impressive, you know. He's one of four to have scoreless ever in the All-Star game and then one of 21 to have four shutouts in the in the playoffs. He's a pretty impressive dude. Absolutely. Um, during the lockout, he played for the Berlin Polar Bears of the DEL. Um, pretty sure they won the league that year. That was during, yeah, during the lockout. 05-06, he won the King Clancy Memorial Trophy, which is a leadership on and off humanitarian, on and off the ice humanitarian award. Right. Um, God, Tom Wilson was up for that last season. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, and so here's the thing, though. Um, and if, if Cavs fans, if you don't know, uh, uh, Kolzig's son has autism, one of his kids, and uh, he does a ton of stuff for the autism in, in that uh, support and getting money and things like that. And, and for, for the, uh, autism awareness stuff. So that's what the King Clancy came from. That's very admirable. Um, and then Oh seven, Oh eight was his final season with the caps on March 12th, which he did lose the starting spot, um, towards the end of that season, March 12th, 2000, March 12th, 2008, he won his 300th career game against Calgary, and our man Ovi had two goals that night, which were his 55th and 56th of the season. Uh, feel like I can't get through one episode without talking about Ovi, but <laughs> I had to. Uh, yeah. And then he played one more year. He went to Tampa Bay. He only played eight games, and right. he called it quits after 08, 09. Yeah, so really, he's kind of a lifer cap. I, I'd give him the lifer cap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eight games for one other team, I I agree. Right. And so his career stats for the Caps, he had 301 wins, um, played 16 seasons, a 2.70 GAA, and a 906 save percentage. 2010, during the All-Star game, he was inducted into the ECHL Hall of Fame. Badass. And yeah, he really is. Um, and I'm just going to run through some of these. Uh, he, he holds a lot of um, records for the Washington Capitals. Yeah, like, so, I, and, and I'm glad you're putting this in because Holt, people think Holtby is like, you know, the best. And he might be. He may go down in history depending on what happens with his next contract. But Ole Kolzig still holds a lot of these king titles. So go ahead. So he holds the records for, in career, most career games played, losses, wins, ties, minutes played, 41,261. Most goals allowed, most career shutouts, and most career points scored. And it, yeah, I'm and assuming as a, as a goalie. Right, that's, um, all, that's all Caps records. Which is 17, so he averaged over a point a season as a goalie. <laughs> 
in a season. He has the record for most games played, which was 73 in 2000, most minutes in a season, most wins in a season, which is 41, most ties in a season, and the highest save percentage in a season of 920. Playoff records he holds are most clear career playoff games played, 45, playoff wins, 20, playoff losses, playoff minutes played, playoff goals allowed, playoff shutouts, playoff penalty minutes <laughs> for goalies again. Uh, yeah. He has 12. Lowest career playoff GAA at 2.14 and the highest career playoff save percentage at 927. So Kolzig, to me, he's like a Brett Favre legend in that he holds some of the records you want and some of the records you don't want. Right. Um, with, you know, these career losses and the you know most goals allowed. You know, Brett Favre has one of the highest, like, interception numbers of all time. Right. But he also is, like, one of the highest touchdown throwers of all time. So, uh, Kolzig really is a legend. And in my opinion, I would put Kolzig as the Capitals' all-time goalie. No doubt. And th- and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, Holpe could get there. Uh, and, and he gives a strong case to take that title. But I think quantitatively, you have to say it's Kolzig still. Um, yeah. So, you know, Godzilla, if you're listening, come on Caps Chirp and, and talk to us about it all. I mean, we could probably yeah, make man. a two-episode series out of that one. Um, yeah, man, we'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. So, Polly, good work here, man. I mean, Ole Kolzig, a true legend. I, I think that he kind of busted out an archetype as being <clears throat> a large, mobile goaltender who played with a little bit of a nasty edge. I mean, he's got fights in his repertoire. Uh, you know, he's a unique talent. Um, and he, he was a, he was a big guy at, and, and, you know, at that time in the NHL goalies, uh, I mean, he, he was, he was a, a lot bigger than some of the goalies in the league. Now I feel like the archetype is just huge and, and athletic. And I feel like Olaf Kolzik really kind of like started that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so props to Oli. Um, definitely a fan favorite. I my first game with as watching the Caps live and throughout when I first started watching him was all Oli Colsey, and he was a stud, night in and night out. He is super consistent, as you can see by his his career numbers. So all good stuff there, man. Should we uh, should we talk about uh? our sponsor yeah let's do it all right so as you guys know we have a sponsor in manscape.com if you go to manscape.com and use code thpn you get 20 percent off plus free shipping manscape.com use code thpn get 20 percent off and free shipping they have the new lawnmower 3.0 and it is designed for groin grooming. Polly, how's yours going? Do you like it? Yeah. You know, Hockey Troll has one. I have one. Even if you, you know, don't want to completely remove all hair, trimming really helps with hygiene. It makes things better for a potential partner. Um, the Lawnmower 3.0 is what you need to increase satisfaction in other parts of your life. 
And they say, you trim the hedges and your tree looks taller. Yes, very true. Right. So again, that's manscaped.com. Use code THPN. Get 20% off and free shipping. Thank us later for that. We are going to toss you over right now to our interview with the infamous Chris Ramirez, the most hated man in NHL fan art. We hope you guys enjoy it. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with Polly Cupcakes. And we have a very special guest today, taking a break from Hockeyocalypse for the second uh, week in a row here. We have the infamous Chris Ramirez, who I am coining the most hated man in NHL fan art. Chris, uh, I guess collectively, I'd like to give a big fuck you. <laughs> to you uh and and just what's up man thanks for coming on <laughs> yeah the, ha- happy to be here and uh happy to uh be someone that people have strong opinions about apparently <laughs> absolutely no doubt no doubt um well if folks if you haven't um if you haven't or if you're not familiar with chris's work i have it up here as we're filming uh his most recent um I guess, abomination, if you will, uh, involves Crosby and Ovechkin swapping jerseys as they're right next to each other. Um, it made me sick. Uh, I, I'm sure it made a lot of fans sick, but, uh, you know, Chris, go ahead and just tell us about yourself and your, and your background, I guess. Uh, obviously you have some considerable talent when it comes to graphic design. Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm uh, I'm pretty young. I'm only 22, but I uh, uh, recently finished school for graphic design. And at some point in that journey, I was like, "Oh, you can do like sports stuff." You know, I've, <laughs> I've been into sports so for most of my life. Um, you know, discovered hockey at some point when I was a kid. I'm just like, "Oh, this is cool to watch." Um, I'm an LA Kings fan. I started really watching the Kings at the end of the 2011-12 regular season. Okay. Which was the perfect time to hop on unknowingly. <laughs> right. Because once, once you see a team go get a Stanley Cup for the first time in their history, like, you're hooked. You can't, you can't back out of that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of Caps fans can, can absolutely relate to that. Um, and congratulations, by the way, on graduating. So that's, that's pretty big for you. Yeah, that's a that's the first step. You you hope a job comes out of it, but we're uh, we're all kind of a lot of things are up in the air for people at this point, but that's fine. Right, right, absolutely. So, um, and and you know, we we didn't want to make it a COVID episode. It feels like everybody's talking about it now, but uh, I I hope you're 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 faring at least well health wise uh, out there in California is where you're located, right? Yeah, I'm out in California and um, healthy as far as I know. <laughs> Well, it's awesome. good you have a you have a talent you can use at home. So, whenever stuff like this occurs in society, you have a marketable skill that you don't have to leave your house for. Right. Yeah, I sure hope people see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, you know what motivated you to really just kick the hornet's nest on this, on this type of subject matter. And, and, you know, I I said a big fuck you in the beginning, 
partially because I have no discernible skill and this is an ultimate troll. So me being the hockey troll, I'm, I'm a bit jealous, uh, that, that you did this and obviously, you know, not saying even if I had the idea, I couldn't execute it. But, um, I mean, what, what motivated you to get into this? Mm -hmm. Well, talking about, you know, what I did, you know, just itself, um, most people call them jersey swaps. Um, they're technically a uniform swap, you know, taking a picture of one player and putting them in a completely different uniform. Um, it's something I tried probably about a year ago for the first time. There was that one day where Patrick Marlowe went to the Hurricanes and he never played there. Um, so I tried, you know, for the first time trying to put him into a Hurricanes uniform. So okay. it, was a, it was a fun challenge. That was really my first experience with that about a year ago and just kind of built up the skill and got a little better with it over time. Because you, you see people doing that kind of stuff with a bunch of other sports, but you don't see it as much with hockey. Um, right. So it's definitely a fun thing to do. And of course, you know, during this whole quarantine, I kind of, you know, ran out of inspiration, ran out of motivation to to make anything. And I was like, you know, I, I want to do something that's kind of a, you know, kind of a challenge, um, but also something that's interesting, something that people might, you know, enjoy. And I thought, okay, I could do some, you know, some hockey-related jersey swaps of some sort. And um, so I put out a, a one of those question things on Instagram, and I was like, hey, give me to all my followers. I said, hey, give me the the craziest, most ridiculous, absurd hockey jersey swaps you can think of <laughs> okay and um so the responses that came in from that were really the the initial jumping off point of this you know i wasn't no i've been calling it the absurd nhl swaps series i wasn't planning for it to be a series originally but i got such um such good uh, suggestions you know some were better than others um but i took the ones that i thought sounded most interesting um the first one i got was from a um, the, I'm sure no, well nobody knows yet. I'm uh, co-hosting a uh, podcast uh, called the Jersey Nerds Podcast. Okay. And uh, another guy on that podcast, he's been on there for a while. A guy named Beepo gave the first suggestion, and that was to put Tom Wilson as a Pittsburgh Penguin. <laughs> I saw that, and I I loved that only because it was such a great uh, again a great troll job and just like a kick to the teeth to the to the Penguins fans out there. Because, uh, yeah. you know, deep inside, they wish they had a player like Tom Wilson. <laughs> Honestly, they do. <laughs> no, like the, the guy who suggested it, Beepo, huge Pens fan. But I'm just like, okay, this this would be really interesting to do. Let's try this. Let's, you know, see what happens. And so, you know, I took a took probably three or four hours to, to, to knock that one out. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll put it out on the internet the next morning, see what happens. And the response just to that first one... <laughs> <laughs> amazed me and terrified me because i was like oh my gosh what have i done because right. people were launching these vicious attacks and you know it, it constantly posting replies like delete this and i want to put bleach <laughs> in my eyes and um i was like oh dang this is this is horrible right. but it's creating some great engagement so i have to make more now yeah yeah i mean you've you're basically um you know, you, you have, yeah, you're, you're committed, you're pot committed for sure. Um, so I guess, and, and that's great. Cause it, it follows into my, my next question was you, you obviously didn't think this was going to go viral, right? I mean, what did you think you'd get like, you know, 20 likes and a couple of retweets or something and, and, and that would be it. Honestly, expectations were probably lower than that. 
<laughs> no, because you, know, you, you hope people see the stuff you make. You hope people like you know, enjoy it or interact with it in some way, but you don't really expect it ever. Right, right, right. How much did this increase your following? Did you get a lot of new followers? Um, let's see, on, on Instagram, it probably doubled my following. <laughs> Because I had, you know, I think I just reached 500 by the time it started, and and I'm over a thousand now. Yeah, that's nice. a big jump. Um, which is, which is, which is surprising, honestly. Because like, you know, I, I it it's really good work. I'm not sure if I'd call it my best, but it's just the, uh, you know, the the subject matter that really gets people going, I guess. <laughs> right. I mean, um, you know, there's a ton of starving artists out there, right? A really good artists that are that are starving, but um you got to have a subject matter that that really reaches out to people and, and grabs them. Right. And, uh, elicits some sort of response. Um, you know, I keep looking up at, at the Crosby and Ovechkin Jersey swap, which I have up here. And, uh, let me see if I can pull up, uh, cause I'm on your portfolio website here. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, let me see if I can get that Tom Wilson one up. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. St. Thomas in a penguins Jersey. Ugh. <laughs> um, and so you said this takes you about four or five hours. I mean, that's pretty efficient, man. I mean, how is is that kind of par for the course? Most of them take you, you know, half a day or so to to make. Um, you know, I, I'd say so. It, it can it can get a little more complicated if there's you know multiple players um, to put in there, or like with the uh, the Crosby Ovechkin one, which I did a little bit a uh, little bit later. You know, they're both in one image, so that kind of a uh, um, it, it took a while. That was probably the one that took me the longest one, the one that got the uh, the most popular, the most reaction, the uh, Ovechkin and Crosby one. Right. And you know, just 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 talking about that one, some of the responses I got from that one um, <laughs> were were just incredible, um, including the um, as I pulled up my t- Twitter here, the the city of Pittsburgh Twitter account, which <laughs> I didn't know the city of Pittsburgh had a Twitter account. Okay. Um, but they do. They just said not cool, and that got them 260 likes <laughs> on that. Wow! You and should have been the, like um, no free clout. <laughs> no, no. And then the uh, the Penguins Twitter account, um, they replied to it with a a gif of uh, I believe Randy Jackson saying, "Yeah, that's going to be a no from me, dog." <laughs> they got over 800 likes on that, which is you know. 300 more than the actual image got. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> um, so, I mean, talk about the, the hate that you receive. I mean, nobody has done anything over the line. Have has anybody like threatened your life or anything over this or, or, you know, um, what, what kind of stuff do you not, get? Not, 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 not my, my life. <laughs> I don't believe, um, definitely my, you know, a, a, account, some, some very, some very funny things. Um, I think one of the uh, one of the designers for the Penguins said uh, he just threw up in his mouth uh, when he saw the Tom Wilson one. Uh, I'm, I'm looking through some of the comments I received just on various ones. Um, some of my favorites that I've saved because they're just they're so hateful, but they're so funny. Yeah. Um, kick kick this dude off Twitter. Um, you know, image of an image of a restraining order. Um, <laughs> no, there's an image of a of a, a blurry image of an angry cinnamon toast scrunch square. <laughs> and it says what the what the cinnamon toast f is this like <laughs> like and and they're it's a mix of that stuff and sometimes people will throw in you know suggestions too sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad 
Um, right. Some more bad comments. This this was an amazing one. I'm gonna shout out the handle from at Ace ninety five Boiler sixteen because this was amazing when he said, "Just inject the Lysol martini into my <laughs> arm right now." After seeing this, <laughs> <laughs> um, that yeah, is there was, hilarious. Yeah, some somebody else I remember saying, uh, "This is the future liberals want." <laughs> On, so people have gotten oh, really geez. creative with the responses and so but you know i appreciate all the all the engagement all the responses um i, I you know when i started this you know definitely didn't realize that much controversy would be you know created from just you know think things like this um but it's definitely something i've had had fun doing you know and then taking suggestions as well sometimes people make good suggestions most of these have been like that um some of the other ones that i've done uh, swapping Matthew Kachuk and Drew Doughty from the, the Flames and Kings. Right. Um, that was painful for me being a Kings fan, seeing <laughs> Doughty in a different jersey, but you you do it for the people, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I guess, so everybody's kind of taken this as what it, what it is. It's kind of a humorous exercise and, and, uh, and for fun, which is good because, you know, you never know how people react nowadays. You know what I mean? Well, I, I hope they've taken it humorously and don't want me to actually, you know, <laughs> no. <laughs> Inject so a Lysol of, cocktail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like I, I've written out some more things, you know, you know, the typical delete your account. You're ignorant. You're an <laughs> idiot. Um Somebody saying uh, "Go effeth thyself," which I really appreciated the uh, the medieval twist in there. Yeah. Um, so people people had some very vicious responses to these uh, to these works, but um, you know, it, it, it eventually it, I think by the time I'd done the uh, the most recent one I'd done, which was one of uh, Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel. Yes. Um, you know, you, you get you get a little tired of it. You enjoy the uh, all the reactions and all the uh, support which you, you do get a good amount of it, but you know, the, the all the hate gets kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, but I mean, it is, it is kind of your, uh, your, your, like I said, you're kicking the hornet's nest a lot on a lot of these players. Um, and it, it is, it's, it's really great to see that. I mean, the, the swaps are good. They, they look clean. I mean, um, I, I, I got to give you props. They're, they're well executed. I'll give you that. Yeah, appreciate that. Some some of them are, you know, a lot, some people, you know, they put requ- a ton of requests in or stuff like that. And a lot of people, you know, they're so used to seeing jersey swaps, I think, from different, you know, creators and different accounts across social media that they don't they don't realize how long they can take. You know, if it takes you three or four hours, that's a pretty fast one, honestly. Right. Like it can be, you know, so, so many hours spread over multiple days just because, you know, you get burned out from 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 doing the same things over and over but i you know i appreciate people you know being passionate about it and uh and wanting to see more of it i guess yeah no doubt i mean um and and i guess uh if when it comes down to it though i mean you you said you're you're a kings fan so that how and you said you've been a kings fan since about 11 2011 i mean who's your favorite player on, on that team or, or league wide, you know, let's, let's talk about a little hockey, uh, you know, uh, here. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. I gotta love Dustin Brown. 
I mean, first guy to hoist the cup ever for yeah. the Kings. Um, had so many hard hits, especially in the playoffs. You remember, it's hard not to love a guy that's good, that's that's put up points and has also been able to hit. Um, I do miss Alec Martinez. Um, it's it's hard now. A, a cup winning goal, like how do you forget that? Sure. Um, yeah. So I was, you know, I was a little rough seeing him uh, traded to Vegas this year. Um, but then again, you now the Kings have held on to their core for a lot longer than other teams that have won cups, you know, more recently than them. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's a rough time. It's a, it's a, it's a bittersweet time. Um, knowing that, you know, the playoffs are probably a few years, if not more away, you know, after all the success we had in the, uh, you know, early to mid two thousands, uh, 2010s, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's how hockey goes. And, uh, we're all, we're all missing it right now, just in general. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, yeah. you know, Polly and I, we're big on American players. And I, I believe Dustin Brown's an American guy, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think he's from, from Ithaca, New York. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, so um, who's your favorite uh, away player to uh, to watch when they when they come to town? Whether you're watching on a local TV or at the arena, who do you like to see most? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's hard to say. I haven't I haven't been to a ton of games, but um, well, one one of the games I got to see a few years ago was when they played the uh played the Colorado Avalanche. Seeing uh no, McKinnon is really fun. Yeah, uh, really really fun guy to watch. Um, oh yeah, you just touched a nerve with Paulie there. He loves the Avs yeah. too. He's a big yeah, Avs cats. Yeah, they're 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 really easy to root for. Honestly, I mean, after you know a few years ago, seeing how how bad they were and the the turnaround they've had, it's 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 a good story out there. Yeah, uh, actually, a couple years ago, I went out to D.C. and watched the Caps and Avalanche, and I got to see McKinnon's first goal. So that's uh, it's a nice little memory I keep tucked away. But yeah, he's he's something special to watch play. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's it's funny. I was thinking, um, you know, your your phone will tell you when you have like a a memory or something. Sometimes um, it was a year ago today that I was um, out on vacation with some family out exploring D.C walk by Capital One Arena and all that. And it's like, oh, this is this is really cool. And uh, uh Caps had just uh no I think they won the cup the year before, was it? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now. yeah, so there was still like some some on sale championship gear and stuff like that. So it's like, hey, this is this is a cool thing and uh you know we're we're in a we're in a very different place right now. But uh um yeah that's that's <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah, I mean, I think that the future is bright for the LA Kings, though. I mean, um, we actually, we're going to, we have an interview that's going to air next week and, uh, from the Hockey Podcast Network, a Kings fan, not the person who hosts it, but, uh, her name's Breezy and she does the House of Hockey podcast. Uh, they, she's a, she talked about LA and the Kings and whatnot. Um, and she said that it might be, uh, not to spoil it, but, uh, a little bit of a culture uh, problem in the locker room. Maybe they need to uh, change up some things and, and get some new blood in there and, uh, and, and could really write the ship. In fact, she said that it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities that they could make a cup run within the next few years. What do you think about that? Um, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to make a prediction or anything like that, but I am, you know, really, <laughs> I am, 
really excited about the the prospects they've they've got coming up. Um, you know, Gabe Velarde finally made his NHL debut and you know scored within his first ten seconds on right. NHL ice, and so that's a guy I'd been waiting for for a while. And just some of the guys they've got, um, you know, waiting in the wings: Kale Clegg, uh, Akil Thomas. Um, I'm and even some of the recent draft picks, Alex Turcott and all that. Um, it's it's going to be fun to see, you know, what the future holds for uh, for Los Angeles hockey for sure. Absolutely, and um, I don't. Be- and the cool thing about the Kings now, correct me if I'm wrong, and and you know if you don't know that's cool, but I I, I don't believe that they're one of those teams like the Blackhawks who have uh, a lot of albatross contracts. So like on, as far as money goes, they're they're you know not not flush with cash, but they're not killed right now in cap is that right um yeah i'm honestly not entirely sure couldn't okay. tell you that i mean i know i believe they've still got a couple you know pretty bad contracts that are you know left over from the uh the cup runs or or the, uh, the immediate aftermath of that right um, okay you know, Dr- drew dowdy like i'm so happy he's around but i'm also you know concerned about the uh about his contract just how much money it is for how long right and, uh, you know what we we hope he's not on a decline we hope that he you know bounces back but you know it's hard to say at this point at this point the uh the defense in la it feels like him and a bunch of no names right right but uh you know what i mean that's also an opportunity to grow the team and 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 make it better i guess over over the draft so i mean and that's the ebb of flow ebb and flow that every team has to has to go through at least you guys got some cups out of it right oh absolutely you know you, you it's hard to ask for more than that exactly yeah i mean i think uh caps fans are kind of spoiled because we've had such a strong core uh, that has has put us in the playoffs for a long time but but i think uh you know the the future is bright definitely for for the kings um but uh you know what man i i i if you i'm i'm good paul you got anything else uh for chris here any other questions or no i think we covered anything i was gonna ask just yeah, thanks for joining us. I, I really appreciate the, the work you do. It, it's, it's, it's cool to see these guys in, you know, what, what is basically an alternate universe. Right. And you know what? I'm even, I'm going to put it out there. Paulie was looking at the Crosby and Ovechkin picture and he is like, what, what'd you say, Paul? What'd you say? <laughs> you know, I said Crosby looks better as a cap than Ovi looks as a penguin. And, Troll took that very hard, and I, I I said Crosby basically looks like Nick Backstrom in a in a Caps uniform. Uh, you know, I said it, and I'll stick. I'll stand by it. You know, just just based on the the work I've done, I could put them both on the same team, but I don't think that's that's a line that even I would cross. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, he does have a moral compass. He is. <laughs> He's not completely void of all, um, you know, morality, and and there is a line for for Chris's art here. So, um, you know what, man, I I really appreciate again just to echo it. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking some time out of your schedule. Uh, go ahead and and you know plug your social. Tell all these people where to find you, uh, and and to check out your uh, your awesome. I mean the subject matter aside in in some instances uh it's it's really well done and it looks really cool so tell everyone where to find you 
Um, absolutely, yeah. See on Twitter, you can find me at C Ramirez Calif, C R A M I R E Z C A L I F. On Instagram, it's just Chris Ramirez Creative. And um, if you want to see the entire absurd NHL swap series, you can go to my uh, website, Chris Ramirez Creative dot my portfolio dot com. There's a few more on there that we didn't really get to discussing, including Patrick Kane as a St. Louis Blue. <laughs> Um, and um, Patrick Laine and Austin Matthews swapped to each other's teams. Um, so those are those are some <laughs> go go check those out if you haven't seen those yet. Um, I think they turned out pretty nicely. Um, also, just a, another shameless plug here: if you're uh, into hockey uniforms, hockey jerseys, or just sports uniforms in general, um, go check out the Jersey Nerds podcast. Follow it on Twitter at uh, at Jersey Nerds Pod for now, um, and uh, yeah, putting out episodes every now and then, just discussing uh, different you know, NHL uniforms and things like that. We've been going through um, every NHL franchise um, and talking about you know the best and worst, our favorites and least favorites uh, jerseys from each uh, each franchise. Uh, haven't gotten to the Caps yet, but uh, uh, go follow that, check it out, and you'll uh, you'll see when we do. Absolutely. Um, you know, I obviously think that all of the Caps jerseys are great. Um, I love the old, the originals, the the red with the with the stars. But I grew up, you know, watching them with the Screaming Eagle, Screaming and, and, Eagle baby. Yeah, the Screaming Eagle in the Capitals, uh, the actual Capitol building. So um, it's crazy because a lot of people. It, it's crazy because in between generations. I feel like a lot of people gravitate towards the ones that they watched as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, for yeah. instance, the Buffalo Sabres. Do you remember the the Buffalo head, the black, the red, and the silver, Polly? I love them. I that's one yeah. of my favorite. That in the original Mighty Ducks jerseys are probably my two favorite hockey jerseys of all time. Word. So so yeah. Nostalgia is a powerful emotion, and people will definitely gravitate towards you know what they were used to seeing. Like, you know, one of my favorite L.A. Kings jerseys, I mean, sure, I like the ones that they won the Cups in, but the, the really the first ones that I saw would, would have been those, uh, you know, original, uh, you know, black and verbal ones. And so I've got a kind of a soft spot for those, even if they're, you know, they're not great. Um, <laughs> right. And and honestly, I'm, I'm going to make that argument with the Caps, the, the Screaming Eagle ones. They're fine. They're kind of weird. And, you know, the color scheme really doesn't make as much sense. <laughs> For you know the Washington Capitals, right, um, right, and no, uh, you've already you know roasted me enough today, but I'm gonna say <laughs> it. I I I can't stand their current jerseys. Oh, really? Um, no, it's... I don't like them very much. Like they're <laughs> like they're fine, but they're not great. You know, it, you know what? It's but, funny. You know, it, w- oh, the, ahead, another problem is that when you uh when you win a cup, like those jerseys are kind of ingrained in fans' memories, whether they're good or not true so you're kind of stuck with them for a little bit after that unless you're um what what i feel like there's two teams that did that i think the penguins in the 90s changed jerseys after they won a cup and uh, i feel like some other team i can't remember what team right now but changed their jerseys right after winning a cup and it's just like what are you doing i don't know (laughs) yeah Um, not the right time to rebrand right you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I have another graphic design friend who does all our does all our stuff, uh, and he um, 
He loves, I, I'll agree with you, the capitals on the front, not the greatest logo, but the Weagle, which is like the eagle that is a W, an eagle, and, you know, a capital building. I, I feel like that's a, a smart logo. It may not be the most visually appealing, but is that, which, which one do you hate? The, the, the capitals or the, the Weagle, like, or both? I mean, not that my opinion matters, but that Weagle <laughs> needs to become their primary logo as mm. soon as possible. It's, it, it would honestly be such, such an improvement. Fair enough. Fair enough. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really good logo and it's, it's just not used. Right. Um, and it, and that, it baffles me when teams have a good logo that they just refuse to use. Like the Senators right now, they have some, they have an, an, an alternate logo that it's still got the Senator head, but it's in a circle. It's kind of like an updated version of what they used to have. And right. it's really good, but they like, you don't see it on anything. It's not on a jersey. It's, it's not on anything. <laughs> and so, you know, I say if, if you've got something good, you know, please use it. You know, if anybody at the Caps is listening, just, just go to the Weagle. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We'll, we'll voice your concerns definitely, and uh, you know, and when I cut this up for for a video, um, I'll, I'll I'll put something in there for you. Um, but yeah, man, I'll uh, as far as the social goes, we'll plug you on this. Uh, this will come out on on Monday, so this will be tomorrow, the eighteenth. Um, again, uh, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate you coming on, and good luck with uh, with moving forward and, and the job search. I mean, I'm sure that this is at least, at the very least, a bit of a, a, a gold star on your portfolio. Yeah, th- thanks. I, I really appreciate it. wasn't wasn't expecting much to come out of you know this whole self quarantine time, but uh, now things happen, and I uh, you know, appreciate you guys inviting me on, and uh, it's been fun. Absolutely, man. All right, you take care. Stay safe. Stay healthy, man. Yeah, you guys too. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Caps fans. That was our interview with Chris Ramirez, the most hated man in NHL fan art. Yeah, I'm coining that one. I'm coining it. Hmm. Um, So, Polly, I do want to say something. As far as quarantine goes, I downloaded an emulator and I've been playing Super Nintendo games. Did you have a Super Nintendo when you were growing up or were you an N64 guy? Was it, or am I dating myself? <laughs> um, I mean, I played them, uh, you know, but I didn't, my first system was a PS2, um, my parents were very against video games. They just thought that they thought that we would quit being active if we had video games. So I didn't get my first console, I think, until seventh grade. Damn. Um, and at that point, it was a PS2. Wow. So when you would but, go to like other friends' houses that had it, were you like, oh, my God? Yeah, dude. Honestly, I look back <laughs> on it, and I was kind of like a little shithead, like... I go to my one buddy's house and I'd want to like, I would spend like hours playing on playing video games and he'd be like, let's go inside and play football or let's go play basketball. And I'd be like, no, let's do this. And like, (laughs) sometimes he would just go do other stuff and I would just sit in his room playing video games. So like, uh, yeah, I was, I was a little deprived, but I've, I've, I've played plenty of the, 
the stuff that predated the PS2. I just didn't own any of it. Right, right. Yeah, so, dude, I, they, I've got, like, Mega Man X. I did uh, Donkey Kong Country 3 with Dixie and Diddy Kong. Uh, Metroid, Metroid, Super Metroid. Uh, Bomberman 2. Dude, I've been on some shit. <laughs> Are you playing it on your computer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I I love some of those old games. If if they could like recreate the old games with today's graphics, it'd be like heaven on earth for me. Yeah, a lot of it's all like side scroller, fucking Ninja Gaiden and shit. I mean, I I uh, they're hard, dude. Yeah, they're hard now. So I don't know though, but but classics nonetheless. So I've been I've been I've been fucking with that and. Well, like Wait, we talked about in the interview, nostalgia. Exactly. The member berries are in full effect, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of these games I couldn't beat when I was, like, little. So now I'm going to try to beat them just to show improvement in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my my um, I, was, I was a big sports game guy because I just never really was good at the other stuff. And... My big non-sporting game was Crash Bandicoot. That's quality. Yeah, Crash. And yeah. the thing with emulators, you can get all that stuff. The The one thing I have discovered was N64, which is a pivotal moment in my life. Uh, you can't get a lot of that uh, to work on an emulator because the controller was so unique. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So... That's kind of a bummer, but I'm enjoying this Super Nintendo. I don't know. I might I might branch out into some Sega games. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. You know. You know, that's one of the the benefits I've gotten out of quarantine is I've, you know, obviously I haven't been doing video games, but I've gotten to watch a lot of movies and TV shows that I probably wouldn't have had time to. Right. So you know, now's a good time to either catch up on your nostalgia or branch into new movies and video games. Absolutely. Um. Well, you've still fucked up and probably still haven't watched Waterworld. So all of yeah, I can't. I can't find it free anywhere. I'm not paying for movies. In I'm this gonna time. buy it. I'm gonna buy it, and we're gonna watch it once this quarantine breaks. All right. And then, yeah, and we'll that, do that. Yeah, because I bet our significant others haven't watched it either. So most likely not. Right. So, uh, I don't know that that's date night, double date night for us. Yeah. You can cook (laughs) us steaks and I'll bring some wine over. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sounds good. We're classy here at the caps shirt podcast. Well, (laughs) caps fans stay safe, stay healthy, follow Chris Ramirez. Uh, dude's talented, uh, as much shit as we gave him. Hope you enjoyed this interview. Hope you enjoyed this episode Buy our merch. Uh, rate our podcast wherever you can. Five stars only. And, Five stars um, only. Yeah, and, and chirp us, man. Uh, hit us up on social. Uh, we're, yeah. we're super responsive. Tell us, like, you know, how much you hate our opinions or how big of losers we are. We'd love to engage. Yeah. I love to argue with strangers on the internet, so please, please do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is where the troll was created. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, until next time, Caps fans, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, do all the stuff we said by our merch.
Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.